0: The high dive. She stood upright in defiance, a diminutive figure perched atop the high platform. Her stature strong, bold, and confident. It belied her age of a nine year old. She wore a bright blue one piece, hands clasped to her side, her chin upturned looking towards the heavens. Her gallant stride was precise and surgical as she skipped along towards the edge of her stage. She upheld both hands to the sun as if greeting it. Her arms now outstretched, legs straight and taut, her chest high. She leapt forward and parted the sky. Her body froze for a moment, suspended in midair, her head gradually leaning downward, hands directed in front, forming an incision to the placid pool 30 feet below. With a thunderous yet controlled break, she achieved a perfect dive. As she swam upwards towards the surface, open applause surrounded her. I was a fan amidst its crowd, myself, aged seven, still holding on to my floaters in the abridged kiddie pool. I was in awe. This was my sister. A few years older, but a different being, and I was always struck of a deep sense of wonderment. She was my hero. As children, she was more of a caretaker than sister. She spoke as if she was in charge. She would reheat dinner at the stove, clean the dishes, answer the phone, check the mail, lock the doors tuck us to bed. Our parents were never home. They had odd hours working throughout the day. Father was a laborer. If he wasn't fixing washers and heaters, he was mowing lawns, and when he wasn't doing that, he was cleaning pools. Mother did all sorts of work, from working in a microchip assembly line to once being a part-time animator, to later settling as a manicurist. The days of growing up as immigrant latchkey kids were not fun. I remember a lot of nights we would be hungry. My sister and I would poke our heads into the pantry, find bread, toast it, then butter it, sprinkling sugar. We sometimes would eat this for a few weeks until we ran out. Our parents forbade us to invite any kids from the neighborhood. We were left to play among ourselves for the most part. We would play a game of red and green. Red was the color of the burnt auburn carpet of the living room, and green was the color of the ugly tiles that bordered it. The premise of the game was to get off the island. One person would take dominion of one side and we would tally to see how many times one person could complete a cycle without getting tagged. We would play this game for a few hours, laughing, and sometimes crying from rug burns and knee sprains. Once the driveway would rumble, we knew we had to stop our antics. Father had arrived, and he was never in a good mood. A dreadful cloud of anxiety would envelop and my sister and I would return to our respective bedrooms, feigning to do homework. We weren't allowed to play when Father was home. He was never gentle with us. I can only remember one moment where Father had gathered my sister and I after dinner. He sat us on his lap. He would impersonate people. He had great comedic timing. He had that thing he would call sense in his broken English. Tonight he shared with us a story of his time in the Korean Marines. He would stand up and paint a scene. We would laugh aloud to the point where both my sister and I would roll on the floor with tears. Within an hour, story time was over. I distinctly remember telling my father how much I enjoyed it and that I had wished we could do this more often. He looked at me, smiled, and agreed that we would. We never did. In school, I was easily jostled and picked on. It could have been the smelly lunch, my funny haircut, or the slanted eyes. Usually, it was the latter. There wasn't a day where I wouldn't be made fun of for my appearance. My sister and I were the object of constant ridicule. I took it hard, but my sister somehow found her way. She was an easy social butterfly with her cadre of it girls in elementary school. Vanessa, the cutest Mexican, and Lupe, the cutest Salvadorian. They would cling on to her, and she would parade them throughout the school grounds. She was different. yes, yeah, she knew it, and she knew how to parlay it to her advantage. I wasn't one to tell my sister when things weren't going my way, but she soon caught wind that a few kids were picking on me. She decided to confront them after school. We're talking big boys who weren't accustomed to anyone standing against them, let alone a girl. She asked me to point them out, and before I could say a word, she marched staunchly with a crew of girls. She handed her backpack to Lupe as she pushed the leader of the gang full force on his chest, then swung her right fist across his jaw. His body went slump, and he dropped instantly. She pointed at him and all his friends and warned them to never touch her brother again. They never did. During high school, something changed, we closed off as individuals as I abide a strict path that my father set for me, church and school. Although he didn't really want me to pursue my academics as much as he wanted me to become a full-blown missionary, I had no plans to be a missionary. I wasn't interested in proselytizing religious dogma. I was determined to find truth on my own. My sister got into all sorts of trouble during these teenage years. She rebelled like no other, and my parents, especially my father, was ill-prepared. I don't blame her one bit. She became a mascot of the resistance, an embalm of emotions for the both of us. It was her way to stand up to the bully who pushed his physical will against us all these years. She did this for her own sake, but I saw it as she did it for me. A period of pause occurs during the following years, a lapsed memory of sorts. Perhaps because, thinking of it, of what transpired still pains me. Later, as an adult, my sister ended up back on her own two feet. She rose, lived, had daughters of her own, and settled scores that were owed to her. Today, we are close, but not as we once were. She stood upright in defiance, a diminutive figure perched atop the high platform, her stature strong, bold, and confident. It belied her age of a nine-year-old, her chin upturned, looking towards the heavens. She was determined, self-assured, and she was my hero.